Will the uninsured get health insurance? A panel discussion sponsored by U.S. News and World Report and the American Medical Association. What follows is the second installment of highlights from a recent discussion at the National Press Club. Panelists are U.S. Senator Max Baucus, Democrat from Montana and Chairman of the Committee on Finance, the President of the Healthcare Leadership Council, Mary Greeley, and Paul Keckley, Executive Director, Deloitte Center for Health Solutions. Here now is the discussion moderator and editor of U.S. News and World Report, Brian Kelly. The, you know, the, the elephant in the room here, um, I think he's over there by Jim, uh, is the... Uh, is the presidential and congressional elections. We, we've, we've had a number of these sorts of discussions on, on health issues over the years, but it's not always that we have them, you know, six weeks before a very uh, pivotal election, which, which obviously changes the circumstances in, 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 in unknowable ways at the moment. So I want to talk about the politics of, of this a little bit, and, you know, starting with the senator, how much is the uninsured issue and, and more broadly health reform, how much is it a, a, an essential issue on the campaign trail from what you're seeing both presidential on the one hand, and then clearly these, some of these Senate races and House races, which, which may ultimately have more to say with, with the outcome here. What, what's your sense of the well, I, climate? I think, I think it's very important. A lot of Americans aren't too wild about our health care system, but they understand it. And so I think a lot of Americans just want, they want improvements, but they're a bit concerned about changes that might disrupt what they, they currently have. Now, cost is, a, is the issue that, that I hear more than anyone else. It's, it's costs of premiums, out-of-pocket costs, but it's also the costs of not being insured, although people do know that they can perhaps go to an emergency room to get emergency care. It's a deep concern. We clearly are going to have to address health care front and center next year, irrespective of some of the issues of the day. People want to do something about the high costs of health care and also the, the disparity of care. A lot of people in my part of the country know that we pay fewer dollars or paid for health care, say Medicare, for example, in our part of the world compared to the South, say Miami and other states. There's a huge geographic disparity. It's about $700 billion total if you combine both the public and the private sectors. And that's, that bothers people a lot, too. Yeah. Well, I'll throw this out to, to Mary and Paul, either one. It, does the current uh, political climate make it easier or harder to, to move forward on this issue? I think health care always ranks in the top three issues, and sometimes it will rise to the very top, uh, and then right. another right. issue will come along like energy that is just more directly affecting people in the here and now, which really makes me think that there's a lot that we can be doing in the private sector uh, without waiting for Congress or the government to step in and do it for us. Uh, that would be great if we could pass legislation tomorrow that would provide health insurance coverage for all. Um, but if the, the, the economy is in trouble, if it's going to be challenging for Congress, then what can we be doing uh, in the private sector, uh, again, to try and lower those costs, um, to do more outreach uh, to those that might be eligible for these programs? And that may be where we have to spend the bulk of our time. I think health care is always going to be, again, one of the top three issues. But we have to be very careful. Um, it actually is working well for the vast majority of people. Uh, and if you threaten the coverage that they have, they don't like that threat of dislocation. may not be totally happy with it, 
but I certainly don't want you to turn the system upside down, which probably argues for incremental steps uh, that we might be taking, depending on what does the budget deficit look like, uh, how can we demonstrate that we're going to get better value uh, before we really have what I call the, the big bang solution. I think that's unlikely. I think it is going to be smaller steps. And it's not going to be steps only taken by the government or only steps that are uh, done through legislation. There's a lot that we can be doing and, and things that are underway. You raised the presidential uh, campaign, which is my next question. And I, I'm going uh, to put this out as a free-for-all question. I'm not going to put anybody on the spot. If you don't want to deal with it, you don't have to. But I, what, how do you assess McCain versus Obama plans on how they would move this issue? No hesitation, Senator. All right. I'm shocked. Yeah. No, I, I go overboard, frankly. Sometimes my colleagues think I go too far overboard, try to be nonpartisan, just call them to see them. But the fact is, the objective evidence is that probably the McCain plan will not address the uninsurance problem as well as the Obama plan. In fact, there are studies that Urban Institute has reached that conclusion, I believe. And uh, one reason is because the McCain plan relies so much more on the individual market compared with the, the Obama plan. And, and the individual market, just in my judgment, just not, does not work very well. People pay too much when they can get insurance, and people often don't get insurance. And also, the Obama plan moves more people into um, public programs, as does the McCain program. And theoretically, that would mean more coverage, because people are going to public programs, whether it's Medicaid, you know, children's health insurance, or, or whatnot. And also, the, the uh, McCain plan is pretty disruptive. And, I think it virtually eliminates employer-provided exclusion, and um, the Obama plan does not. And that's, I think it's that disruptive is going to cause some angst, at the very least, among people. So I, I think pro basically, probably, you never know for sure, but um, that's, that's, that would be the result. Okay. Mary, Paul, do you want to? Well, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate just to, you know, to sort of comment on, on some of the features, because I think they're obviously very, very different approaches. And so the question is, is, is there something of value in each of these approaches? My concern about broader expansion of public programs like Medicaid uh, and the S-CHIP program, but primarily Medicaid, we know right now that there is a cost shift from the Medicaid program over to those that um, are covered by private insurance because the Medicaid program tends to under-reimburse, underpay uh, for the services that are provided. And more importantly, from a patient perspective, oftentimes there is not the access uh, to the network of specialists and um, physicians that you might have under private insurance coverage. So that's why we've always been a, a proponent of can we do a better job of expanding private coverage and giving patients better access to a wider um, variety of providers. I think Senator McCain also is trying to see, is there some way, as we're looking at how can we change the cost curve in healthcare, is there some way that we can get consumers and patients more involved in managing their health care, uh, both from a quality pr perspective as well as the cost perspective? Um, we are all that have employer-provided uh, health insurance covered, we're fairly insulated. The employer pays it. I think if you were to ask um, you know, employees, do you know what your employer is contributing, most of them don't really know what the true cost of that health insurance premium is. So I think there is this idea, perhaps we could get the consumer a little more connected uh, to that aspect of it. But I agree with Senator Baucus. We really have to be careful uh, that we're not dismantling uh, the employer-based health insurance system that we have 
that's working so well? And is there some way to connect some of the um, ideas and principles in Senator McCain's proposal that still would keep you attached to uh, that employer-based insurance coverage? They've done a, a good job of um, sort of managing the cost, uh, trying to bring wellness and prevention programs into the benefit packages. I think there's been a lot of innovation in employer-based health insurance products, and we certainly wouldn't want to lose that. And if we were to think of going to an individual uh, market, uh, we certainly would have to have some of the reforms that I think the Senator is concerned about. Right. Yeah, the thing is, this is um, going to be even more difficult than we're alluding to <laughs> during this discussion. I mean, for example, there are a couple hot buttons the Republicans say they just will not tolerate. And what are they? One's individual mandate. Is there going to be an individual mandate in America? Uh, Hillary did in hers, uh, her plan, or Brock only partially, McCain no. Another is national pool. Is there an alternative national pool? That's a hot button for Republicans too. Both of those are single, or the, or the step in the door to single payer, which, which is just anathema to so many. It's going to be extremely hard. And let's take, let's take insurance market quote reform. It is one of the most complicated things in the world I could possibly imagine with small group coverage that different states have their, you know, their, their, their rating provisions or not. The individual market is another. I mean, it's just really, really complex. So if we're going to have a system where, where people are all working together somewhere or another and everybody is sharing the benefit and sharing the pain and where we get cost under control, this is going to be exceedingly, exceedingly difficult. Anybody can write a dream bill. The problem is getting legislation passed through both bodies of the House signed by the President. And that's where the rubber is going to meet the road here. And I, I just urge everyone just to step back a second before reaching you know, assumptions and the conclusions that are anathema to the other side and as we try to find a solution. It's going to be very, very difficult. Brian, uh, the, the big bets are two. If you're McCain, with a family policy at $11,700, does a family deduction of $5,000 make people responsible in their purchases of services? And does a consumer-directed model of care for about half the population uh, bend the curve from an 8% per year cost spiral? Um, that's a huge question. And from an economic standpoint, just simply doesn't make sense. On the Obama side, the question is, would the government's role as the insurer, uh, payor, and director of care for north of 140 million people, that's Medicaid, Medicare, S-CHIP, prison health, and now picking up 25 million of these 46 million who are underinsured, does the government's role now managing their purchasing for 140 million, sit well with a population that has been uh, conditioned to think big government means postal service, it means the education system, it means inefficiency, ineffectiveness. Those are the two big bets. And um, I think what will happen is uh, rational heads will come together. Remember, the, the, the president has to present a new budget in February right after election. Uh, so we have to start thinking 24 and 36 months out. I think there will be a blending of these. I think this is not blue state, red state. I think this is fiscal meltdown of the U.S. system 
at a point where, uh, as Senator Baucus says, we also have these other problems with the credit markets, with our fuel, and with an ongoing war. So I think the, the economic reality will force us to um, address these in a centrist way. And I think we'll see a blending of both, but not a direction in either, but a blending of these two. Let me just add something on top of that, make, it, make you really feel good this morning. <laughs> and that's climate change. We're going to have to address climate change in this next Congress, and the estimates are that's going to add about 20% cost to, to, to energy. You know, at a time when the economy is not doing too well, um, um, particularly with the financial services difficulties and health care costs squeeze, um, adding climate change is going to make things a bit difficult. But that's, that's the deck of cards we're dealt. We're just going to have to play it the best we can. You've been listening to Will the Uninsured Get Health Insurance? Highlights of a panel discussion presented by U.S. News and World Report and the American Medical Association at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Panelists were U.S. Senator Max Baucus, President of the Healthcare Leadership Council, Mary Greeley, and Paul Keckley, Executive Director, Deloitte Center for Health Solutions. The discussion moderator was editor of U.S. News and World Report, Brian Kelly. Thank you for listening.